0: Recording a podcast on an iPhone is harder than developing nuclear weapons. That's the, uh, that's the conclusion that I've arrived at at this point. I tried to edit out one thing. I mean I was about to I was about to, to fight somebody. It was rough. What's up, everybody? It's Joey Capuana. You're listening to Joey hates everything. This is episode four. Uh, we're plugging right right along here. I want to thank everybody who's listening and stuff. Um, I'm having a fun time doing it, so we're gonna try and keep doing it. And um, I can't focus because the people outside keep yelling at each other. Why? Why is it that if you grew up in in the state of Pennsylvania, you automatically want to fight your family members? Like at any given moment, shit can just pop off, and for the stupidest shit, man. It's not the same people that uh, that are yelling right now, but I remember when I first got here, I I was I was just hanging out and I had my window open because it was like kind of warm, and I hear the people next door. And if you've never heard like a, uh, if you've never heard like what a girl from Pennsylvania talks like when she's pissed off, it's it's pretty ridiculous. They get really aggressive. Okay, I can't do a very good Pennsylvania accent. But what the reason they were so upset at each other is because one person came back with the wrong McDonald's order for the other person, and I'm not kidding—that's a real thing that happened. Uh, these people started full on. I thought they were gonna fist fight. It was two, two ladies. Now I've you know it's never fun when you get the wrong order, but I won't even tell the person at the McDonald's that hey, this wasn't supposed to have pickles on it. Or this was supposed to be a chicken sandwich. I'm already the piece of shit eating McDonald's, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, and take my L. That's what it's like. I always it drives me so crazy when I see somebody returning something for like ten dollars, and you're hearing that from somebody that's broke as shit. Okay, I I could always use ten dollars, but it's just like it always happens at this Kmart by my house. There's always somebody in line that's returning something. And the last time I was there, it was a woman, she was literally returning cream cheese. And I couldn't bring myself to take my headphones out to listen to it because I probably would have said something and and you know and got my ass kicked by somebody in there. But it was I just over cream cheese, dude. And it's like, "Hey, you bought that from a Kmart in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. You lose. You lost the second you walked into that door. If you can't afford Walmart, you lose. Okay? <laughs> and that's I, you know, I sh- I shop at this Kmart. I'm not saying I'm I'm a winner by going down there. This place is across from like an abandoned uh auto auto shop mechanic garage or whatever the fuck you call it there's literally like there's like a graveyard full of cars across from this place it is not appealing oh man it's like that whole stretch right there if you're not if you're not from the area you don't you don't really know about ambridge it's like it's the weirdest shit like you walk over one one couple more streets to the left and it's like another state my street's pretty cool, um, you know. It's mostly old people. I live in a duplex next to this cool couple, and they they have just some kids and stuff. But, dude, you walk over a couple more streets, and there's just crazy shit going on. There's a Rottweil. There's a Rottweiler that's fenced in, by garbage. Um, if you walk like six streets down, and he, he scares the shit out of me every time, dude. He waits for me to walk past him, and then he'll just hop out. Rawr, 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 rawr. Rah, rah. And I'm like, eventually, I'm going to shoot this dog and I'm going to get away with it. Why is every dog from the Pittsburgh area a demon from hell? Why? Why? Now, that's a joke. There's a lot of, there's some dogs out here that are cool, but like on my street, there's literally a dog that it doesn't bark. It screams like a, de- like a demon. Like, you'll walk past it and there's just this, <clears throat> excuse me, there's just this little old man holding on to the dog by his, he doesn't even have a leash on, he's holding the dog by his collar, and the dog is trying as hard as it can to use its 100 pounds of force to to attack you. It doesn't even sound like, it sounds like, like, you know, in, in, in Call of Duty, like in Zombies, uh, when that, when like another round starts and there's that one zombie that goes Aah! that's how this dog barks okay and it's it's foaming at the at the mouth it has no pupils it's just got like these glowing grayish brownish black eyes and it's terrifying man i remember i have a friend uh Shout out to Kendall, if you're listening to this. I, I, he was listening to the first couple episodes. Maybe you'll hear this and remember it. We were at his, uh, I think it was his sister's house. We were there to make edibles or something like three years ago. And uh, while they were decarboxylating, you know, when you're like baking it in the oven to get the weed activated, um, it takes a long time. So we had time to kill. So we decided, hey, we're going to, we're just going to walk around St. Paul and, and smoke this, smoke this bowl. And um so we're walking we're walking along through this it's it wasn't like a bad neighborhood or anything but we were walking through there and we see this again it was a Rottweiler it's always a Rottweiler or a pitbull which is like I don't know maybe that's being prejudiced towards certain dogs but it it was uh it was this scary ass Rottweiler and we're walking past it and um I'm looking and I'm like, Jesus, that thing that thing could snap somebody's arm if it gets off the leash. And Kendall goes, he's like, uh, that, that shit looks um, – that, that doesn't look like we should be walking over here. I'm like, it's fine. He's on a chain. As soon as I said that, the Rottweiler breaks the chain and starts running at us, OK? I don't know what came over this dog, but – after we started running away from it, it just stopped and stared us down. And so we had like a uh, – dude, it felt like we were going to do 10 steps and draw with this, with this animal. It was just sitting there waiting for us to make a move and we slowly backed away. But it's like put, put the goddamn dog – I mean if it's going to be on a leash, make sure the leash isn't going to break. That can't be that hard, right? Or don't fence it in with garbage. That's the most ambridge shit ever fencing a Rottweiler into your backyard with garbage. Starting to feel bad for that dog. Ah, oh, man, what else is going on? What else is going on? It's been pretty boring here. Like uh I tried to record an episode at work and there's just nothing going on. Like nobody comes by the desk. It's like a ghost town. I feel like Will Smith and I am legend. And um you know, if it, if we do get to the apocalypse, I'm the I'm the first to go. Like, I'm not the main character, and that's that's for sure. I mean, I'm the type of guy that dies in the shittiest way possible. Right when the like right at the beginning of a movie, you know that that character that's like trying to make jokes about it and not take it that seriously. is like. <laughs> Bullshit media is always lying, and then and then he like takes a step backwards, and the zombie grabs him and rips his throat out through his ears. That's probably if we get to that point, that's what's gonna happen to me. But I also I don't think I don't think it's gonna it's gonna end with with zombies. It's definitely it's definitely gonna end with technology, man. I uh, I can't remember the guy who was on Rogan, but he was talking about. That story. Literally, there's there's this story, it took it was in Zimbabwe, I can't remember what year, but these kids literally all of them had the same exact story of what happened. They said these these figures with like wetsuits came down and they looked like stereotypical aliens. And I think I think they're gonna be here by 2029. Now I don't know. I don't know, but it's just that that number has been stuck in my head. Like something by then. Is going to happen. I don't know man. It's all its all a simulation anyway. Who gives a shit dude? You know like I mean. For God's sakes. People talk about virtual reality. This probably already is virtual reality. And if it's not. We're definitely in hell. Because you've got to think about. Think about the best shit in life. It's, it's all like bad for you. It's all bad for you. Um. You know, like bad food or, or you know, bad food tastes the best or like or like, Oxycontin, of course, has to take, taste like, well, it tastes like shit, but it feels like an angel is having sex with your whole body at once, you know? And those things are like the worst for you, but they're also, they feel the best, which is a total, that's just a fuck you. That's just life being like, no, fuck you and maybe we deserve it dude i mean for god's sakes we are people are so fucked i mean you ever you go on twitter and you just see i mean it's just people just can't be nice to each other like the you know what gets me is like when you see some type of wild animal on twitter and somebody's like, "Oh, what is this?" There's a 100% guarantee that in the replies, someone will identify said animal, and they'll do it like a douchebag. They'll be like, "That's a dumbass. That's that's a hydrous apple flirk. Did you not pay any attention in science?" Uh, no, dude. How about I just call it a frog? How about I don't? I don't give a shit about the Latin naming of it. It's like you get on there and you just every every tweet I see like it's it'll be some you know it'll be some dude with an anime avatar and his name is like jets fan 87 or something which already off the bat is like you're such a pussy for not showing at least your face and putting and putting all of your little opinions out there and I'm not talking about like Being douchey uh, uh, about identifying an animal. That was a bad example. But like, I mean, the political shit alone. I I had to delete my Twitter because I was getting death threats from people for saying that Drew Brees is an idiot douchebag. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's all bad. It's all bad. There's really no, there's not very much good shit with technology. It just looks that way. I mean, if you got one of those Oculus things, how is that not just going into the void? How are you not going to spend like four hours a day on that? It's like that Black Mirror episode with the dude every day he just gets home and he puts on that little headset thing or like, I don't know what it is. He puts it on the side of his head and he goes into a virtual reality. I mean, we are literally, there's a chance that that might actually happen. And that's terrifying, man. What am I even fucking talking about? You know, what, what even is this podcast? Don't you hate that when, when a podcaster or a comedian says that? That's such a hack for, for talking about nothing and, and it's such an easy out for that. It's just, <laughs> what am I even talking about? Shut up, dude. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, I'm so bored. So bored. want to go back out I want to just go back to regular life I mean it was like at the beginning of this it was so easy I mean I, I got a huge payout from unemployment and I just I was happy to be at home and shit and then you start realizing like over time you're like oh my god I haven't done anything besides listen to comedians and play madden and it's causing me to lose my mind (laughs) like i don't even i don't even know at one point man i just hadn't like seen anybody because i have people in my family and shit that they just they don't they're not allowed to to be out really doing anything because if they get if they get covid they'll just die like i don't i don't know if they'll die but they'll be in big trouble So, I mean, it's just been so much time at at home, bored as shit, especially when I wasn't working. And so now that I'm back, I'm hoping, like, how are you supposed to do a podcast when nothing is happening? I mean, there's there's shit happening in the world, but I like talking about shit that's actually happening right in front of my eyes, you know? I mean, how many jokes about some dude dressed up as a Minotaur breaking into the the Capitol can I make before it starts to get like, oh, my God. Not only is this boring, but I don't even want to joke about it anymore, because it might happen again. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I won't even lie to you, man. I had to, I had to just like take a break from recording there, because I'm just out of shit to say. I mean, there's, n- I'm so, there's just nothing going on. I mean, I want to go back to, like, when you're out in a group of people that you don't know, and it's just a large group of people, you never know what's going to happen. So it creates the coolest stories. And I'm starting to get scared that that's never going to be a thing again. I mean, just like, just the stories I have from concerts and shit, of all this crazy, crazy shit that, you know, goes down when you're in a a mosh pit or something like that. It's it's awesome. You know, I mean, there's, there's just, every day now is... Is go to work, get home, watch Netflix, and go to sleep. And talk to your friends on whatever messenger app you use, dude. I want to go back to seeing people dive onto concrete on drugs. That's what I miss. That's what I need. Maybe that. Maybe that's... Maybe I just figured it out. Maybe I just need to take some, some acid or some mushrooms and do a podcast. I bet... I bet you couldn't shut me the fuck up then. So much, so much shit. I remember... I guess that does kind of remind me of a story. Podcast, I mean, a concert and and Acid together. I mean, what a great combination, by the way. Go do that shit if you've never done it, if it ever comes back. But there was... Uh, so, Soundset 2019, I actually, I went by myself. Like, I for for whatever reason like I didn't I didn't know anybody that was going so I was like I've never been to a concert or anything I'll just I'll just try it out and I had the bright idea to take two tabs of acid there by myself and you know in the end it it, it was pretty fun like in the end it was awesome I saw I saw Flatbush Zombies run the Jewels tech uh tech 9 and Lil Wayne all while I was tripping sack but The most uncomfortable thing about tripping has got to be the come up. Like, I have literally felt like my body was going to explode before. Because if you've never done psychedelics before, like, it's like, imagine going up on a roller coaster, like, straight into space. Imagine that feeling of, like, right before you would drop. That's what it feels like, sort of. Um, especially when you take a high dose this was probably like on those two tabs there was probably about four hits total you know two two on each or whatever so i i took them and again i'm there by myself so it's kind of feeling awkward like i'm walking around don't really know anybody too well the flatboard zombie set is about to start so i'm like kind of walking my way over there still feeling a little awkward i'm like Okay, now this this tab is about to is about to start kicking in. So, hopefully things are cool. I keep walking closer to the stage and uh there was this guy, I remember. And it was dude, it was almost like we had a connection. Like not in a gay way, um <laughs> in like a like a I don't know this guy, but I feel like we would be homies type thing. I think he might have been tripping on something too. A lot of people that go to those are on like molly and shit like that so he he basically was just standing there we, you know we're vibing we're being cool and shit and uh i'm tripping pretty hard and when you're tripping you don't know if you're being normal or not so to like try and sort of smooth smoothly like introduce myself to this person i was like ah oh, maybe you know maybe we'll smoke a blunt or something so i pull out a blunt this is pre-covid so you could still share them and the acid is really, like, really starting to hit me now. Like, I'm looking up in the air, seeing swirls and shit. And I ta- introduced myself to this guy. I'm like, hey, man, you a Flatbush fan? He's like, yeah. And we're talking about our favorite songs and stuff, passing this blunt. And all of a sudden, we, we look up. Like, the crowd's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we look up, and this girl in front of us jumps into the air. I don't know how I'm going to explain this. Like, have you ever seen, like, imagine a fish flopping around out of water. You know, it flops, and its head hits the ground first, and then its tail hits the ground. And that's what this girl did. She jumped into the air and went limp like a fish. She comes down and just drills her head and neck. You know that right behind your ear, that little round part? Oh, my God. She landed right on that, and all you could hear was... Oh, oh! So I just looked at this dude, and he looked at me, and we both were like, "Yeah, we're smoking a blunt in front of a girl that just uh, snapped her own neck, and we are on a lot of drugs." So we pretty much, without even saying it, did like an Irish goodbye. We were like, "I gotta, I am gonna get out of here. I'll see you." <laughs> oh, it's just shit like that I miss. So many good times on on acid, you know. I just I just want a tab. I don't want like. I don't know, like four of them or anything. There's got to be somebody listening to this podcast that can help me out. I, uh, I like I said, I just want one or something. The, the most I've ever done was, I think, seven and a half. And it literally, at one point, I felt like, have you ever seen that meme of Drake as a midget? Like, imagine me as that, in that little jean jacket thing that he wore on Degrassi, and it's just the most, you know, the original picture is the most 2009 shit I've ever seen in my life, but then they shrink him down to be this little, this little, like, <laughs> I shouldn't have said midget, I it's just, in, in the picture, he doesn't even look like a little person, he looks like a nugget, and it's just so funny. And I kept picturing myself walking around like that, cause every time I would take a step, it would take like a little, it would feel like a little, and uh, I remember we were just so, we were just so fucked. We could not control ourselves. We decided to watch The Cat in the Hat in my buddy's dorm room, and we were howling. I mean that has got to be, if you're looking for something to do right now. During the pandemic and trip, watch the cat in the hat on a tab of acid. Fuck, take two of them. Um, Yeah, it was... Dude, you just don't need to do seven and a half, though. That's the most I've ever done in my life. My buddy did 14 that night. Don't do 14, okay? Uh, At one point, I started running around and uh, just being crazy. And I ran into the... I remember I ran into the bathroom and... um, I went to go take a piss and I was wearing jeans and I was in a rush to get out of there because it's like being in a bathroom while you're tripping balls is kind of weird. Like you've got mirrors everywhere. Somebody's probably shitting somewhere that the light is making that... Like you just want to get out of there, right? So I, uh, I shake off like real quick and then I pull my zipper up and the pain that went through my body... Um, at this moment, I really can't measure it. Like, I can't, I mean, I can't explain it. Like, it's, getting hurt while you're tripping is a nightmare, dude. Like, if you cut yourself or something like that, oh, and I zipped my penis up in my jean zipper, dude, while I was on seven and a half tabs of acid. And so I start running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I'm, you know, like, there's, like, piss, and I think there was, like, a, a little bit of blood or something, but... I'm I'm completely out of my mind. I can't even see straight. So in my mind, I've just chapped, chopped half half my penis off. Like I was extremely scared. And so now I'm running through the hallway with my dick out, blood and piss and and everything flopping around. And I ran to the one person like that I just the one dude I I wouldn't care really if he if he saw my penis. Like if he had to examine me, you know, and that was my roommate. I don't want to say his name. His name just would go so perfectly with this story and explain what kind of guy this was. Like imagine the opposite of me, the direct opposite of me grew up. The direct opposite of me has I wouldn't say has the direct opposite beliefs of me, but like as far as like he's very religious Um You know, never smoked weed. We got him to drink alcohol one time on, like, school spirit week. And he he had one mixer and a beer. And I run in and, oh, my God, what, what could I call this guy? What could I call this guy? I can't think of, like, a name that would match his. Let's just call him let's just call him Brad for the sake of the story. I don't know. Sorry, I couldn't think of anything funny. But I run in I run in there, right? I had been running around, my cocks out, in the middle of the hallway. I think that it's falling off. And I'm like I run in there, I'm like, I'm like, Brad, Brad, my dick, my dick, I fuck it I cut my dick bad, man. There's blood everywhere. And this dude, it was like he had never been in that situation before, and he handled it perfectly. He goes, all right, just just calm down. Just just show it to me real quick. And I, you know, I pull down my pants and I show it to him. He goes, "You're fine. You're fine." And right then, I mean, he might have saved my life. I might have jumped out of a window or something. Because if if anything, if anything ever happens to my dick, I'm I'm just gonna kill myself. Like I I don't want to upset anybody by saying that. But if my penis gets mangled and it doesn't work or it's like half off to the side or something. Looks like someone took a bite out of it. Like I'm just gonna kill myself. Um, I already, I don't have that great of a dick already. I can't, I can't lose half of it. And that's what I thought was happening in this moment. So for him to be like, no, you're fine, dude. You got a tiny, you got a little cut. You just got a cut on there. That's it. I mean, he might have have saved my life. I could have spiraled into, into like a uh, like a schizophrenic break or something. What do they call that when you just completely lose your mind on acid? Psychosis psychosis via dick injury. Almost happened to me, man. Almost happened to me. Shout out Brad. One of the nicest people I ever met, that guy. One of the nicest people ever. I met a lot of good people in college, man. Um, met a lot of terrible people in college, and most of them were the uh, Gestapo. I, mean, I, I meant uh, the campus police. Sorry, I get those mixed up all the time. These uh, Nazis. I'm... <laughs> I mean, police officers. Sorry, dude. I always get that messed up. Um, would would follow us around? Literally, they would follow people around, or they would park right in front of you to see if you were smoking or doing something ridiculous. And it was just so bad. They had, you know, the RAs, and the RAs in South Dakota—they're a different breed. They they want to get you in trouble. Like I've never met. That doesn't make any sense to me. And it also bothers the ever-living shit out of me that there are, like, people over the age of 11 that want to tell on you. Now, if you do something fucked up, you should get told on. If you do if you do something wrong and you break the law in a way that hurts another person, you absolutely... If you see somebody somebody do something bad like that, you should go tell the police or whoever, right? But, I mean, these people were... They're getting, like, a slight discount on their room and and food, and they're running around trying to bust people. There's this guy, Mark, and I'll say his name. I don't give a fuck. I don't remember his last name. I would say it right now if I could. Uh, we called him Mark the Narc, though. This guy would literally... I mean, what a piece of shit this guy was. What was his last name? I want to say it so badly right now, and I don't know it. Um, This guy basically... Have you ever met one of those people that wants to be a cop and they're like in the training or whatever? Oh, this guy was such a fucking cop. He would go, he would go into parties and he had this like little party trick that drunk girls loved where he'd be like, man, I'm going to need to give you a sobriety test, which is super creepy because the guy didn't drink. So he would just go up to girls and hit on them while they were hammered and give them literal sobriety tests. Um, not even nearly the worst thing this guy would do. So this guy, Mark the Narc, was our he was our RA uh, the second year that I went there. And uh, one time we were sitting outside, like drinking with these hot girls. Like we we were not the best looking. We were not the coolest guys there by any means. In even in South Dakota, which is saying a lot. So I mean, we didn't we didn't really hang around a ton of hot girls. And this night, these girls like decided to hang out with us like they were like super hot and this guy comes out right he comes out and he's being cool and he's like talking to us and stuff and we're talking to him like just ignoring the fact that we hate him or whatever just trying to be cool and we're all drinking and smoking weed and shit and we're like hey mark you know you want to you want to take a shot or you want to you want to drink or anything like that and he keeps saying no i'm I'm good man i got i got an exam in the morning i can't i don't really want to blah 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 whatever he's saying right And at one point, he's been hanging out with us for like two hours, and we are, we're like drunk and shit. Like we're drunk and high, and we're having a good time. We're being loud. And he goes, Yo, we got, we all got to get a picture. We got to get a picture. He started acting like he was drunk too. And he's like, We got to get, we got to get a picture. We got to get a picture. So he gets all of us in the picture with all this weed and all this, you know, alcohol. Like we were drunk. We didn't think about it. And so he, he does all that, and the next thing you know, he's gone. And we're like, "Where the fuck? Where'd Mark go? What? What's going on with this? Where is this motherfucker?" Disappears. We don't see him for like the rest of the day, for the rest of the night. See him the next morning. This motherfucker says hi to me. All that. All the usual bullshit. And then that night, we meet up with those girls again. We go to the same spot, and we're drinking and smoking again. And all of a sudden, this dude. And two other RAs come out, and they go, we know there's marijuana, we know there's alcohol, the police are on their way. Fuck you, Mark. I said, fuck you, Mark. I stood up. This guy and these two fat-ass RAs, I mean, they tried to block me, and your boy went full-on Barry Sanders. I'm talking I planted, made all three of them miss, spin around, take off. Okay? Okay. I take off into the night. I take off through the dorm, actually, because I go, shit, this guy literally knows my room number. He's going to send the cops there. I have weed in there. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with how South Dakota's weed laws work, it's absolute horse shit. They are the Gestapo. Or, well, actually, it's, you know, it was recently, they recently just legalized it and all that stuff because they realized, hey, we're going to get in trouble if we keep throwing kids in jail for, for marijuana, right? Excuse me. So, so I'm running away from, from these people after I just dodged them like the NFL MVP, okay? I dodge past them. I'm running through the dorm. I get to my room. I start taking everything out. I'm like, oh, my God. I got to get every bit of paraphernalia into this backpack, and I've got to run, okay? So everything's in there, and I think, where can I even fucking go? Where can I even go? And I'm running outside, I run outside, and these people are still like out there looking for me. I take off past them away from campus, and I'm like, okay, okay, I know a house I can go to. And I know this guy is listening right now, so he'll think this is funny. It was a house right outside of campus, maybe a mile, and I ran the entire way there. And if you know me, not a runner. So by the time I got there... I'm losing my shit. I'm freaking the fuck out, okay? I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen to me? You know, I don't, they know my room number. They're going to be waiting for me, all this shit. And, um, you know, my buddies at this, let's just call it the safe house, got me to finally calm down. They got me to like relax a little bit, you know, have a drink, just chill. Chill. And then, as soon as I came to, you know, I came out of the fucking freak out, I realized, oh my God, I left my room key on my desk in my room. And so I'm sure you can guess what happened from there. I sneak back onto campus, I sneak back into the building. My door is locked, okay? They've stolen the key. Um, Well, I didn't know that at this point, but the door's locked. So I have to go all the way back to the safe house. I walk another mile back, where, back there, and I'm like, "God damn it, dude! What do I do? What the hell do I do?" I'm freaking out again, and I realize, okay, all of my school stuff is in there. I'm not gonna be able to even go to class without any of my stuff. If I try to ask for a new key, they're going to get me, and they're gonna they're gonna put me in jail for for having weed um, because they were run by the Nazis. Ah. Said Nazis again. Well, I mean, might as well just call them what they are. But um, they <laughs> – I'm joking. I'm joking. They they, um, they locked the door and I realized, okay, I've got to break back in. So I run all the way back to the safe house. At, at this point, I've traveled three miles and I'm completely out of shape. I was more out of shape then than I am now and I'm exhausted um, I'm running around, this is like November and I'm in like a sweatshirt and it's really fucking getting cold outside. It was like, you know, when you're run, you have to run in the cold and it makes your ears hurt. That was, oh God, it was that shit. And my heart's pounding. I'm like, I'm probably going to get in trouble and get a huge fine and go to jail. Um, so I get back there. I get up to, I scale the side of the building. My room was on the first floor, luckily. So I scale the side of the building, and I was in room, I think, 118. So I'm counting. I'm like, okay, I know whatever number is by the fire escape. So that's 126, that's 124, 120. All right, this should be 118 right here. And I, so everybody, everybody on this row had their blinds closed. So I couldn't see into my room. My blinds were closed, too. So I take this knife and I feel I feel that the window is open, right? So I or no 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 the screen is outside of the window, right? So so I stab right through the screen, I slice it open, okay, with the swift, a swift move of a knife. And I then you know put the knife, I throw the knife in there or something after I rip the window open. I pull it open as hard as I can. I pull it open. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, like trying not to make noise, but also using all of my strength to get this old ass window open. I get it open. I crawl through the blinds. I fall onto the floor and I look up and there are seven Asian people staring at me. I don't keep seven Asian people in my room. Oh, this is not my room. Oh. And I mean, these, you know, these people, so these were seven Asian kids that were all from, I can't remember where they were from, to be honest, but they all hung out because they were all part of this same program where they, through South Dakota State, would go there and get some sort of discount on education or something like that. And so they all hung out because they all spoke the same language. And so now there's a white dude. ...covered in dirt and mud with a knife in his hand that has just broken and entered through their window. This was probably one of these people's first experiences in America, okay? School had started like a month ago. And I got so lucky, so lucky that they didn't call the cops or anything. One guy out of the whole bunch spoke English. Like, he spoke English really well... And I was like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh English, English. Anybody speaks English? And this one guy goes, "Oh, I I do." Oh god, I shouldn't have done the accent, but but I, I do, I do. And I explained to him. I was like, "Dude, I am so sorry. I almost I almost got caught smoking smoking weed, you know, and I'm trying to like do the the sign language symbol for weed to show this guy." And he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "It's, you know, I I, I had to run away. I had to run away, and I thought this was my room. And luckily, Luckily, this guy was cool about it. Like he was like, "Oh, okay. like, you know, what are we gonna do about the window?" And I was like, "I will pay for it. I swear to God. you know, I got so lucky that this guy was was so nice to me, and he let me just clean up the mud and and pay pay him to get that screen door fixed. And uh, I think it was only like I don't even remember how much it was, but it wasn't that much money. and Oh, I just got—I just got so fucking lucky, dude. In that moment, at least I did. So, I—I uh, I get out of the room, and I apologize to these people profusely. He translates to the rest of the people. They calm down, you know, and they're like, "Oh, you know, that's kind of funny. Um, I can't believe I'm in this goddamn forsaken country right now." That's probably what they were thinking. But I go back to my. Uh, I go back out, right? And I have to do the same thing to my window. I I had to count again and guess again, and this time I got it right. So I do the same thing. I slice through my window. I break in. I, ha- I remember I had a gold Buddha statue sitting right on the windowsill, and it, I just fell right on top of it. And that was a low point. point. I'm laying there in muddy clothes, Mud all over my beanbag that was right in front of it. Uh, this broken Buddha statue, which has got to be a bad omen, right? Um, and I laid there, and I just cried. I just cried. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that I deserved that. So so it is what it is. It happened. Um, from there, I... Decide I need a shower. I'm just gonna, you know, try and sleep in here tonight. And if somebody comes to the door, I just won't open it and eventually they'll leave. I've got food and water in here. I'll piss in a cup if I need to or something. And so I throw on my robe and some flip flops. And I walk with my shampoo to the bathroom. And who do you think I see in the hall? Yep, you guessed it. Good guess. Good guess. It was Mark the Narc. <sighs> so now I'm in flip-flops and a robe. I've got to go back. And, you know, no, who, nobody wears anything under a robe. I have My balls are hanging out under the robe, bro. I got no shirt on under the robe, so I got no shoes on. I'm wearing flip-flops. So I run back to my room after he sees me immediately. He pivots, turns around to go call the police again. Again, Mark, if you ever hear this, fuck you, you gigantic pussy bitch, okay? (laughs) For real. Um, He turns around and runs back to his room to call the police, right? Again, keep in mind this is over weed and alcohol, and I was 19, 19 years old at the time, I think. So now I run back to my room. I have to get everything again. I don't have time to put anything on. I just literally I put on a pair of sweatpants, a t-shirt, and I ran in my flip-flops. Now I have no underwear on. I'm running through the night in a t-shirt and and I don't even remember if it was a t-shirt, it's probably a sweatshirt or something, but I'm running through the night in flip-flops back to the safe house. I get there, and these guys are like, I cannot believe this is happening to you, man. Like, even they were like, this is so wrong. They're not doing this because they think you're a criminal. They're doing this because they know they can fine you for $1,000 for having paraphernalia. Um, And I, you know, I hung out there for a little bit, and then I went back. And I went back, and I beat them. They gave up. They gave up. They stopped looking for me. Uh, that dude Mark the Nark. Eventually, he just, I guess he just realized he's like this is not worth a week of my time. And so, uh, and so it was all good for a few months until the police came back and came into my room and arrested me there. So, that's always fun, right? Goddamn, dude. I don't know. Thanks for sitting through that whole story. This is like a, a therapy lesson or a therapy session for me. You know. It's like, it's like there's there's just, uh, so many of these stories and it's good to be able to get them out. So, so that's good. Um, you know, maybe I'll add more to this later. Maybe I won't. Um, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot to to keep going on here. I'm glad I was able to tell that story and tell it as a whole. So hopefully people like it. Hopefully you're liking this show. Um, I'm just so thankful we we've already we got already 150 plays total over the first 3 episodes. So that's that's pretty cool. And if you just show it show it to a friend and uh, and subscribe, I'll be I'll be really really happy, man. And all when the aliens get here, I will I will tell them to spare you. Okay? And that's the deal we can make. Go show this go show this podcast to somebody else and and we'll let you live, all right? This has been Joey Capuan. I have have a good fucking day, man.